Hello, welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Clayton. I am the co-host for this episode, which is being recorded from the Clio Cloud Conference here in lovely, wonderful Nashville, Tennessee. And of course, we have Stephanie Everett, who's joining us. She is the other co-host. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So who are our guests here? So we have uh, we have Adrian Francis and we have Raquel Trinidad. They're, they're joining us here. And uh, Stephanie, I think we're going to be talking about how to get paid for your legal services without the chase. And so I brought you in because you know way more about this than I do the billing. And so uh, are we excited to get started here? Yeah. And I'll just say, I don't know if I know way more, but I am way more passionate. <laughs> She's way more passionate. So uh, I needed the energy. It's been, uh, we're kind of getting on the tail side of the day and everybody's been up for long hours. Everyone's still got smiles on their face. I Man, for the record, everybody's pretty happy, but we're just all getting a little tired. I think we all kind of need a nap or something like that. But uh, anyway, I want to invite our guests here, uh, invite them on here to uh, talk about uh, billing and uh, principles and making this an easier process for attorneys out there because obviously there can be some challenges getting all the bills and all the invoices paid. So Adrian and Raquel, in uh, our pre-game, we talked about this happy path from intake to invoice. So let's start there uh, just as kind of a general concept. What is that happy path? What does that mean? How are we applying it towards uh, billing and invoicing? Yes, for sure. So happy path starts at intake, right? How are you being upfront with your clients about what they can expect um, when they're using your, your law firm? How much is it going to cost? How can I pay? What are my options? Do you offer payment plans? What does this look like? I think it's important to remember that most people don't have a, you know, use in case of emergency funds for lawyers. So being upfront at the intake, how can you communicate what that's going to look like as you're progressing through the matter and what are the tools that you can use to reduce that bill shock, sending your bills. And then most importantly, how do you make it easy for your clients to pay at any point in time when they're in person at your office, when they receive their, their bill on their email, when they're looking at your website and making, looking to make a trust, trust payment. And then finally, what does the invoicing experience look like at the end when you're doing that reconciliation and how to make it easy and not time consuming so law firms can, can focus on what they want to, right? working with their clients and not so much on that admin work. Well, let's, uh, let's establish some baselines. And I, I know that the Clio Legal Trends Report uh, did some studies on this, uh, kind of these principles of billing, the, the realization rate, the, the collection rate. And so let's provide some uh, baseline statistics there, which I think will be helpful to anyone out there running their own practice. Yeah, of course. So we've observed that folks who are using like online payments that make it easier for their clients to get paid today are seeing an 18% increase in their realization rate and a 15% increase in their collection rate. These are huge numbers compared to folks who may not be doing that today. And that goes a long way to help not only the firm out, but also the client. Okay, excellent, excellent. And so building upon that, and uh, I want to get uh, Stephanie into the conversation here, you know, um, the psychology behind billing and this experience that we want to create. And so what, what are some of the takeaways from, from your stations, uh, for what you do over uh, at Clio? What are, what are some of your takeaways in terms of providing that environment? You know, we talk about options for payment, maybe some different billing structures, but also I think when the billing takes place also matters. So maybe we can flush that out just a little bit. Yeah, totally. So for us, in terms of like our philosophy on billing and payments, it's all about meeting the client where they're at. Um, I think we realize and know a lot nowadays that firms can't have a prescriptive workflow all the time. Clients are gonna come at you saying like, hey, 
I need a payment plan, which Clear Health facilitates, or hey, I can't pay the full amount right now. Um, what can I do to, to, to pay partly now, now and pay the rest later? We also hear firms coming to us talking about, hey, I want to move on to like a flat fee bill structure, or hey, I want to try out a subscription service. Um, because we know sometimes hourly tracking isn't as easy for clients to understand. It's about meeting them where they're at and helping them out there. Yeah, and so it sounds so simple, but I think lawyers still struggle with this conceptually, and I think it's more of a psychological problem. I mean, it sounds like Clio now is going to provide us the tools to make it easy, but we got to convince lawyers that this is something they should want to do on the front end. Yes, and I think like two statistics that came out of the LTR that I think are really amazing are one, 65% of clients prefer to pay online. So if you're a firm and you don't, do not offer online options today, you're missing out on a huge portion of potential clients. We also know that 72% of your clients prefer to pay using a payment plan. Again, if you're not offering that right now, you're missing out on a huge chunk of clients who want to work with a lawyer who will work with them. Yeah. But I think like even buried in that statistic is the idea that you would offer a payment plan kind of means that you know how much it's going to cost. Yeah. I think that's very fair, right? Sometimes you don't. Yeah. And, and I think lawyers struggle with this. And so what do you say to that lawyer that's still just telling people, hey, just pay me a retainer. I'm going to charge you by the hour. We'll see how this shakes out. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Trust requests come in. Um, so we know with trust requests at our firms that do use it, they use things like evergreen retainers. Um, so they'll have like maybe a top off period where they say, okay, I'm not really sure how long this case is going to go for or how many hours I'm going to track you. But let's say I know baseline will be a roughly around maybe $5,000 or $10,000 a month. So I'll put an evergreen retainer in there, and then I'll track my hours against that. As soon as I hit that limit where we're losing that amount or I hit that limit, I'll be notified to top that off, so I'll come back and talk to you about it as well. But at least, uh, at least the, the client is aware that it's going to be roughly in that bar park once a month. You know, one thing I am sympathetic of, you know, when you talk about some of these, and this is most of the legal profession, these smaller firms and these yeah. solos, you know, uh, administering a payment plan might seem pretty daunting. And so I know there's technology options out there. Maybe we can kind of discuss that a little bit. But, you know, following up, this is work that's already been done and you're billing for it. And now you got to follow up with it. Just this administration of a task that's not now at this point value add. So maybe walk us through some of that. Yeah, totally. So... I would say that for the client, they oh, they, they get the uh, they get the bill at the the end of, of the month or the period, list out the hours. It's a it's a large bill. Clients can look at that. They're going to be like, I can't afford this right now. So what what can I do here to 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 be able to pay my lawyer? We've well, seen that lawyers are able to who are able to provide a payment plan, um, meeting the cadence or the installment amount that their client is able to provide are able to, one, generate a lot more referrals, right? That client knows that they're flexible and they're able to go and tell other folks to go use this firm. And two, the client is generally happier, right? Um, they're going to come back to the lawyer again for more cases, and the lawyer knows that they're actually getting paid at a regular incre increment once a month, maybe once a week, and it improves the collection flow as well. So one of the fascinating things that uh, I've absorbed over the course of years is that there's a uh, there's a, a proper time to invoice, and uh, you know if you invoice too late, you're reducing you know the the probability that you're going to get paid. If you invoice too early, the work's not done, the client doesn't see the value. So I guess what can we extract from that? The sort of the timing aspect of when this invoice shows up in front of the client, that optimal time. So I, I am now increasing the probability that I'm getting paid. So uh, when is that? Yeah, so at Clio, we, and I don't think it's a common thing at Clio, but we call it billing week. It's like the last end of the last week of the month and the first week of the next month, 
where we see a number of bills being sent out and a huge amount of payments coming in. I mean, those lines up perfectly to your client as well because either they get billed once or they get paid once a month um, and they get the paycheck coming in. So you're talking about in terms of when to send the invoice out, ideally it's around that period or maybe sometime in the middle of the month as well, depending on when your client, if they make, make it uh, paid bi-weekly instead. And it's not just about the timing of when you send that bill. It's about making it easy to pay that bill. Going back to meeting your client at where they're at, we know that 57% of bills and trust requests shared with an online payment method are paid within the first 24 hours. So if you're sending your, your bill and you, you open up that on your phone with a big pay now button and you can pay with credit card or e-check, the likelihood of that happening is much faster. The one key thing is, you know, make it easy, make it prompt, and you're you're gonna get paid sooner. Absolutely. I mean, I'll just share my CPA. They finally got online payment, but honestly, they're like, oh, go and copy and paste this website address into like another browser. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? In today's <laughs> world, I need a button, people. This is text me the link. <laughs> if you're using Quill <laughs> yeah, yeah. Manage, you can text that payment link right away. You can pay yeah. it on your phone. I love it. Any any final thoughts that people should be thinking about that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I would say if you're maybe a smaller firm or growing firm and you're wondering about online payments or how do I improve my collection workflow, I, I think it boils down to things that Raquel and I were mentioning, which is meeting your client where they're at. Um, every client has a different use case. Every client has come to you with different problems. And so being flexible in what you can offer them, whether it be a payment plan or even a payment option, um, and also being flexible when it comes to like how you actually take that money in. Yeah, and I would add to that, you know, making it easy for your clients to pay doesn't mean compromising on your workflows, the flexibility, or having to do more admin work. Use the technology to your advantage. Payment plans are automated. You can collect those payment methods and store them up front. Tell your clients how much this is going to cost. Um, be upfront and reduce that bill shock. Help them, you know, walk them through what the experience is going to look like and use all the automation available at your fingertips to do less work so you can do more of what you what you love helping your clients. So transparency, flexibility, and timing. Yes. Timing, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode, but I want to thank my co-host, Stephanie Everett, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank our guests, uh, Adrian Francis and Raquel Trinidad. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And most of all, I want to thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in your favorite podcasting app. Also recommend the show to a friend. We'll see you next time for the next installment of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.